What's up, everyone? My name is Tebs, and thanks so much for checking out the Superpower Podcast. This podcast was created to celebrate young African women who are excelling in their business, careers, and lives. We want to salute you and give you flowers while you can still smell them. Every week, we will be profiling a boss babe and finding out from them how they have harnessed their superpower and what more we can expect from them. So stay tuned and make sure to subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all our social media pages at Superpower Podcast. Leave us a review and even drop a voice note on our channel shouting out ladies who are inspirational to you. The official hashtag for anything on this podcast is hashtag Superpower Podcast. Enjoy. Today's guest is Ayanda Kotobe, who is a CA and is the financial director at Aries Components. She has done exceptionally well in a short career, and she still has so much to offer. In this two-part series, she candidly lets us into her reasons for wanting to be a CA and what it took for her to realize her goal. The journey to any professional designation is not an easy one, and so many people battle with what is required of them, and some just don't even make it. Listening to Ayanda shows that it takes more grit and being able to try again even when the odds are stacked against you. You can be smart and still struggle, but that's okay. How many of us have given up when the going gets tough? How much failure can one handle before reaching breaking point? So let's get into it. Hi, Ayanda, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tevs. Um, hi to all your listeners. I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm, I feel privileged that I'm the first guest. Um, let's get straight into it. So the first time I actually met you was at the University of Johannesburg, and we were living in the same residence on campus. Uh, Benjamin Damas Gosheis. What's up, all the Benjis out there? Um, however, I was in first year, and I think you were already like third year. You were my HK, um, and we were born in the same year. H how did that happen? <laughs> sure. I think, yeah, I, I was one of those people, I suppose, who got the opportunity to start school earlier. Um, so I started grade one, I was six years old and uh, for some weird reason or another, and, and this is a story my mom tells me because I can't, I can't really remember that far back, but I know that when I started, I was six years old and for some weird reason or another, I was too forward <laughs> for my, <laughs> for my teachers as well as my, as well as my classmates. So then I got to skip a grade. So I got to skip grade one and mm. that meant, yeah, so that meant that I matriculated when I was 16. Um, and hence, I would have been then in third year when my peers or people the same age as I am were in first year. Oh, my word. You were 16 when you matriculated. So how, how was then first year like? What was your experience? Because you, you were then clearly under age <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I think, again, it's, it's, it's one of those things which I feel that society puts out there that, you know, when you are a certain age, you are then ready to do certain things. Um, judging from my experience, I mean, I grew up or I went through my entire schooling with people who were always two years younger than me. It means that I was then associating, I was affiliating myself with people that age. So chances I was thinking like them. 
So when mm. I, when I, yes, I was 16 by age when I was in matric, but I was thinking like the 18 year olds I was sitting in class with, my experiences with those or the things I had gone through would have been the same things that the 18 year olds in my class um, had gone through. So when I got to varsity, I feel like in as much as yes, I was 17, I felt that I was at the same, call it league, um, the same thinking capacity as the people who who were there and they were also first year. So I, I had never seen it as a disadvantage. And in, in any case, people would always be like, wow, you're so young. Uh, you must yeah. be really smart to get here and this. And I'm like, but if you think about it, I've been, I've always been two years younger than my peers since I started school. So it's not like I, I've gained this advantage or or whatever you may call it, but it, it's like I've, I was, I've always been consistent with people who were two years older than me. So, okay, okay, that's 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 interesting. Um, and in terms of varsity, you know, um, like I said, we I met you at UJ. Um, was there a specific reason why you picked UJ as opposed to like a University of Cape Town, UP, or um, Verts? you know, which are seen to be more prestigious than um, a UJ would be? Sure. Um, I think I had two main reasons why I landed up at UJ. I think the first one was my family. Um, I, I'm big on my family. I'm, I mean, my people who know me uh, and people who are very close to me know that um, I'm with my brother almost all the time. And I, 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 my life centers around my family. So I wouldn't have chosen to go to any university that would have been very far from my family. So it had to be something that was within Joburg. It had to be something that was pretty close um, to home. But then also then um, having gone through schooling at Rao Call, it was always, I don't know how to call it. It felt like default. You know, um, even even getting ready for university, um, I remember we had a session where at the time our school principal was prepping us for going to tertiary. And I think this was when we were in grade 11 and we had multiple um, forms they gave us and we had multiple options of universities we could go to. But at the time, it was still Rao University. It seemed it seemed like an obvious choice because that was the. Um, how do I call it? The path of less resistance because <laughs> yeah. if, if you were going to go to Rao Call, then the school was going to help you with your application forms. You know, the school was going to help you with your registration fees. Um, and at the time, some of us uh, didn't have, I didn't have a bursary at the time and I didn't know how I was going to pay for my studies. So, and the school was going to help us apply for, at the time it was called TIFS. I think now it's called NASFAS. So everything was like sort of aligning for you to go to Rao University. So why would you then apply for anything else? And and that that's the situation I found myself in. It was it would have been closer to home and it was much easier to to apply to go to Rao University as I was coming from Rao Core. Sure. Okay. Okay. I also feel the same. I I that was my choice as well. I also wanted to be close to my family. And UJ was just a natural choice. Okay, so you said you you um didn't necessarily know how you were going to fund your studies. So how how did you overcome that hurdle? Like how did you end up then being able to go to Rao and who funded your studies? Yeah, I think just also just to put in a bit of context or background, right? So I went to Rao Core, um, and the school was the school was sort of like funded through various sponsorships and donations from different companies. 
But then the the biggest or the main contributors were then at the time um, Metropolitan Life. So we were sitting at a school where we had all these opportunities. It was a math and science school, but I mean, our fees were like a thousand rand a year. So you're coming from, yeah. So you're coming from, you're coming from a high school where you're paying a thousand rand a year and then it hits you that, oh, actually tertiary is much more expensive, you know? And Mm. again, your parents are putting you through the school uh, because that is all they can afford. So my parents were not just going to jump from a thousand rand a year and now go pay what, 20 grand a year or something like that. Um, yeah. for, for, for tertiary and also I wanted to go to race. I think when we were starting at Benjamin, it was like 7,500 a year or something like that. So my parents were not going to raise that. And um, what what we had or, or the privilege we then had at Rakul is that we the school was set up for, for, for kids from previously disadvantaged backgrounds. So our principal or our teachers would then get up to then assist us to fund um, to fund our tertiary uh, education. Yes, the school wasn't going to pay for that, but they knew that if we were not going to get bursaries, where, uh, whereby most people that act- that I actually went to to school with got bursaries, accounting bursaries, engineering bursaries. But for some of us who didn't have bursaries at the time, we were then assisted to either apply for a bursary as well as apply for what was then known as TEFSA. So already in grade 11, we were applying for TEFSA. Um, the school helped us. The school helped us with the registration fees, so our parents didn't have to pay registration fees. So, 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 so that no, no, not registration fees, application fees. The school helped us pay for application fees, and then we were okay. then gonna raise. We were then gonna raise our registration fees. But what also then helped was when we were starting at Drow um, back then, and and I'm thinking it's still the same now. Was that they had something they called an M score. And based on your M score and your grades, you could get certain amounts back. Um, yes, so, yeah, yes. So, so, so the better you did in metric, um, the more of a credit you had uh, to fund your studies. And then whatever net was then left off is what you you had to pay off. I think with my results in first year as well as my M score, uh, because in my first year I didn't have I didn't have a bursary. My parents ended up having to pay only three thousand five hundred of my fees. Wow. You know? And then I then um and then at the end of first year I then got a Deloitte uh bursary because then I was studying towards uh become accounting and we had applied for to various to various companies for bursaries and, and it so happened that at the end of my first year I then got a bursary from Deloitte and that's how I then funded my studies um throughout varsity. So I was oh lucky in word. that in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Raul seems like really impressive. Um does it still exist? Like, are they still funding um, students from previously disadvantaged backgrounds? To your knowledge, I think I think the the school does still exist. I don't think it's still called Rauco <laughs> since Rao University <laughs> changed, changed its yeah. name. Um, I last I last actually noted that they even changed the the uniform and and the school emblem. Uh, because the school emblem used to look very much like the Rao University um, emblem. So it's still there. Um, in terms of funding and what's happening there, I would be lying to you if I told you what was happening. But I know for the longest okay. time, uh, I mean, even before us um, and even after us, they were still putting through um, a lot of a lot of students. 
um, which is which was quite good. And and I think I mean looking at at where we're sitting now and what they were trying to do then, it's only now I understand you know the importance of STEM or other people call it STEMI, but that's what they were trying to push. You know, it was a math and science school. STEM as in yeah, math and science. Yes, okay, yes. those were and the subjects yes. you guys did. Okay. Yes, okay. and that's what and 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 that's what we had. We had science. We had technology. We had um. So call it physical sciences. We had technology, we had computer literacy and computer science, and those those were the disciplines they were trying to put through uh, because those I, I would call it were were skills or call it subjects that we we need um, in terms yeah. of like getting getting into different different roles or different um, uh, areas or avenues where black people weren't going into. I call it yeah. in that time. So. It, 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 I think in, in that regard, the school really did well in getting the put through or or, or supporting uh, black people getting through that. Yeah. Jeez, that's incredible. Okay, so if you studied math and science and computer science, why did you then pick accounting? I would then expect you know engineers and you know coders coming out of the school. You know why? Why did you specifically then choose to go accounting and then go specifically the CA route? Yeah, I think you'll love. I think most people that actually that actually come out of Rockwell, and again, Tibbs, I'm making up my own stats here. <laughs> and this, is, this is based on this is based on my friends and the people who were in my circles. But I'll tell yeah. you now, I felt like in 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 every ten of the students that went through, you would have had like. Um, five engineers and three accountants and then two people doing something else, you know? Um, so a lot of us went through the, the, the accounting route, but there were a lot of guys that went through the engineering route, given the background of, of science. Yeah. Um, but I think from my side as well, it was a, one, it was a, doing the subjects at school, accounting was much easier than physics. <laughs> accounting was much easier than physics. I'm not going to lie. I, I did much better in accounting than I did in, than I did in, 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 in physics, you know? Um, and, and so I was like, okay, so if I go with this, I should be fine. But um, I think I, it was, it was actually quite funny when I was doing the interview with, um, with City Press and that was one of the big blobs they put on my, on my story, but it was literally a, um, I love fast cars. I really do. And at one of our intro, sorry, one of our career days, we would always get introduced to people who were doing different things and in different industries, you know, and the school always set that up for people who were in from grade 10 until matric. And this one time we were going through that and we were having a career day and this guy like rocked up um, to our career day and he was driving <laughs> like a, a yellow Porsche. <laughs> and was he a CA? Like, yes, yes. But you know, like we older now, we know that guy was just putting on a no, pride, no. y'all. But the thing is, but the thing is he was driving a yellow Porsche. And um, so I asked, I asked, I was like, how the hell are you driving that? What do you do? Who are you? And stuff. And, you know, like, and it was career day. We were given sessions and schedules to say, once your 20 minutes is up in this room where you, let's say, talking to people from a law firm, you need to move and go talk to people from, I, I couldn't move. I, I was stuck there. I was speaking to this guy because I wanted to know what it is he does so he can drive that car. And he said to me, he was a CA. And in my head, I was like, I have to be a CA. So from grade 10 onwards, I didn't, at, at the time, I didn't really know what CAs did, but I knew it had to do with accounting and accounting seemed yeah. easier than physical sciences. 
And guess what? This guy was a CA and he was driving a Porsche. So why am I not becoming a CA? So that was that was one of the things that that influenced um, my decision. But if you think about it as well, if I was thinking in my head that was the end goal that I was going to have the super fast car, um, yeah. it 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 formed it formed my thinking. It shaped my thinking because the end goal has always been there. As shallow as it sounds now that I'm older, but when I was a kid, it made sense. That was the end goal. And to get to this end goal, I had to find out more about, you know, what it, what I needed to do to be a CA. And at the time, the opportunities were there. I mean, we we would, I, I remember we, even when we were still at school, we could go to, to Ernst & Young for like VAC work um, and all those things. So those things, like if there were companies who were saying, oh, they need kids who are in metric to do this and this and this. I remember this one time we yeah. also had that with, we also had it with Investec. I was putting up my hand because the end goal was I need to become a CA because I need to do this. So, and, and, and that's what, and that's what um, pushed my decision in, in terms of getting to varsity. I knew I'm going to register for BCom accounting because I'm going to become a CA, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the dream, the dream. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. And, okay, so you don't have a yellow post. So you said you like fast cars. You know, I've got a model. But for... <laughs> <laughs> a yellow model. <laughs> It's somewhere here at home. <laughs> That's all I have. And it was a gift. I didn't even buy it myself, but I've got a nice Porsche yellow model. That's as close uh, to as I have come. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, okay, so so you're at UJ. You've decided to be closer to your family. You're at UJ. You're younger than everyone, but you're like, That's fine. That's how I've always been throughout my whole life. Um what was the journey now to now realizing this goal of becoming a CA? Because I know for a lot of people, they drop off along the journey, you know, mm. because they realize that um, it's, it's, it's not also the easiest thing to accomplish. So what was your journey like from first year all the way up to um, you finish varsity? Sure. Um, I think first year getting into getting into res as well. Um, again, that was completely out of my comfort zone where, you know, you're going from, I was all, you'd always go to school and then go back home and your family is there and your parents are there to like reprimand you if you're falling, you know, off the tracks and everything to now I'm at res, ooh, I've got freedom. But then also I think, um, and maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you'll disagree with me having been to res is, there's this thing about being at res where we have our, this world of ours or this bubble of ours. Yeah, and, agree. And everything happens in that bubble, but everything in that bubble is our world, you know. So, um, in terms of when when you're there, the first thing you see, um, uh, or when you get to varsity, is there's people that are on house comm and or your HK, and they're like the prefects. Oh, but they have, they seem to have. They were the prefects. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but also they seem to have all this power, you know, like they, they they seem to have all this power and they like shunt you around and they tell you what you can do or you can't do. And I mean, this is still like at first year, the first few weeks before even study start, you, you're going through this orientation and you're seeing your your housecom people chilling with other people who are housecom people, and you're like, these people have got so much power, and they can do all of this. <laughs> so I'm also gonna have this power, you know. I also want to be HK. So then, um, over and above that, so that's the race life, that's the social life. So you also wanna be part of this in thing because you don't. Okay, I've always had FOMO, you know. So I don't want to be left behind. I always want to be part of this. But but then now you 
you're so involved in all of that, but there's also school, you know, there's also, you need to study, you need to um, stay in track. No one is like, um, no one is following up on you in terms of, have you done your homework? Have you done your tags? Um, Are you ready, you know, for your semester test? Have you been going to class? So just trying to, to balance that um, as well as, as, as trying to be who's out there, outspoken, yeah. I want to be social, I want to be friends with everyone. It's difficult. Um, and and I think in, in one part, I'll be honest, is that maybe I was lucky in that I had friends who were diligent and they would be like, okay, dude, we're going to class. And I'd be like, do we really have to go to class? You know? <laughs> but I, I think, think we've all we've all <laughs> to class or two yes. in the day. <laughs> yes. And I think I think as well, um sorry, and I, I think I digress, but I think the other thing that helped with studying accounting at UJ, there were so many of us and there were so many classes. I remember there was a time um where we would sit and chop and change our timetable in such a way because I think there were certain classes where there were so many people we you could attend like they they the varsity had broken the class up into like alphabetical order and say like sometimes yes. A to A to whatever you go in the morning sometimes whatever you go in the afternoon but like most of us then noted that you could actually chop and change your classes in such a way that you only had to attend class Monday to Wednesday. <laughs> and then your weekend, your weekend started on, on a Thursday. <laughs> so I mean, I went, I went through things like that. But I think at some point in time, I lost course. Um, it was, it was difficult for me to 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 juggle. I'm not gonna lie. It was difficult for me to manage being. Oh, I'm getting involved in all these activities at Res, and if there's anything at ad- varsity that I can take part in, I want to take part. But also, I need to study and I need to to maintain my grades and. Um, going through through varsity and and UJ, I remember they had a stream in terms of accounting. So they had a stream uh, for people who wanted to do or who wanted to follow the CA route, and the stream where you you wanted to do your BCom accounting and you know it's it's your general BCom accounting, and um, obviously the 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 subjects then differed, but you had to maintain a certain average in order to continue with the CA stream. So I think when I got to my third year, I fell of it. I, I fell off the CA stream because I didn't get that 60% you needed um, for accounting to to continue to accounting. Uh, I think at then it was 3C and D. So then I was doing accounting 3A and B. But um, again, it was a, it hit me and it hit me really hard because then my friends were progressing and I was now staying behind, you know, and, and, yeah. and then it was, it was like, okay, you need to get your head down. You need to understand that you've now fallen back. What are you going to do to, 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 to get back on, on it? I think for me, that was my first uh, wake up call in varsity. And I was in third year um, that, okay, dude, you're falling off the rails because you're busy doing things that are actually not the reason why you're in varsity. Um, and, and, and that took me then going back and, uh, going to our lecturers at the time and chatting to them, trying to find out how do I get back. And then that's when they had the opportunity. I think they were saying that you could then finish your degree because I would still get a become accounting degree because I was still doing accounting three, although it wasn't the CA stream. And then you would have the opportunity to then do, I think at the time they called it BCTA. So it would be a conversion course. Um, and then you could you could do the conversion cost and then you can get into CA honors, which was perfect for me um, in that I, I then could still get my degree 
um, the year in, in record time, the year in which I was supposed to get my degree. Yeah. But then also it was also an opportunity because, <laughs> um, and again, I think as a kid, it made sense in my head. Now as a grown up, I'm like, what the hell were you doing? You know, it meant yeah. I had an, it meant I had an extra year in varsity. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> um, that year wasn't going to be so hectic because then I had to just convert and the minimum subjects I needed to do to stay at res was two subjects. Um, and then again, I think um, we were still getting credits back from the varsity. Like UJ was so much fun. We, you would get credits again based on your grades. So that year, because I was also converting, Deloitte was not going to pay for it because it wasn't part I of the plan. Yeah. So then it was a matter of how do I find this? But again, um, for some weird reason or another, that year I did my BCTA. Um, I think when we were on Housecom, we used to get an honorarium. So I remember that was funded. English that, girl honorarium. <laughs> what 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 is that? So, so it was it was sort of like an allowance you got okay. uh, when you when you so when you were on housecom you got there was a certain allowance you would get for being on housecom, and then I think also um, it depended on your level on housecom. So basically, I think at the time they would call it a primaria, but it would it would have been the chairperson of the house com would get more, yes. the deputy person just uh, below that, and then the secretary and the treasurer just below that, and then the rest of the house com used to get the same amount. So, so it was literally that and doing odd jobs, and then my grades, I then paid for this year. But now I felt that I owned that year because I paid for it. Yes. <laughs> my parents yes. didn't. My parents didn't pay for it. I paid for it, and my parents obviously couldn't afford to pay for it. So that that year uh, was a crazy year. I think I did everything I could do that other than like studying, but I was trying to now convert, you know, to 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 um to get back to the CA stream. To get the BT BTA. Okay, so so yeah. maybe let's just pause there. So you did your undergrad um on the CA stream mm -hmm. um and you didn't end up getting the right grades to progress onto the honor stream um for CA. Mm, yes. So you then had to take an additional year doing your BCTA which you funded over <laughs> using various things. Okay, yes. so now at the end of BCTA what happens? So at the end of BCTA, I eventually get the grades then that I need to do my accounting honors. So then, um, so then that's it. So then I applied, I applied to do my my honors. So I I did my accounting honors. The, the year was two thousand eight, um, and again it was, it was a shock to the system, you know, because when I was when I was doing my undergrad, the yes I had fallen off the wagon, but there was that diligence, you know, I had. Um, four subjects in a semester. I was studying diligently and and all of that to to try and make it through. And then I went on to do this year of BCTA where I think I only had two subjects, so I had mm. like I had less modules that year, and I could juggle my social life. And now I'm going to and anyone back been, to full time. Yes, yeah, I'm going back to full time, and it's difficult. Like accounting honors was difficult, so trying to get that discipline and that grip um to 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 manage was difficult and in any in any form like CTA or accounting honors is really <laughs> it's really difficult you know so um that that year I saw I saw my life like everything was just I don't know it, the year itself went by quickly but it was the most it was the most difficult year I had gone through and I didn't make it I I never passed my, my honors the second time around, but I had learned so much in terms of yeah. myself, 
I, I, I learned so much in terms of discipline and I, I'd learned so much in terms of prioritizing that I, I literally, um, put all of that in the following year. Again, I'm now sitting at a point where, again, I'm, I'm taking longer to finish what I was supposed to do. So yeah. Deloitte's bursary is not going to pay for that, you know? And oh yeah. Cause this is the second time you're now doing your honors. Yes, oh my word. Okay. Yes. So now you're sitting, you're sitting at the end of the year and the, the, the goal never left in, in my head, I was going to be a CA. I've always wanted to be a CA, but now the perspective has changed because of what I've gone through. I've been playing and I knew I had been playing, but and okay. I tried to now, I tried to now catch up and it was late, you know? So I've learned all of this and I'm like, I need a chance. I need a chance to prove that I can actually do this because I know I can do it. But like, who's going to fund it? My parents can't fund it. Um, yeah. And I'm doing honors the second time around. Who am I going to ask for, for funding? And like, lo and behold, um, a, a couple of us had actually not passed. And someone mentioned um, within my friendship groups, I remember we were, I think we were all just starting with, was it Mixit or WhatsApp? But there was a Mixit. I, I can't remember, Hore. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I, I it was WhatsApp. Not... I don't think it was WhatsApp, but I Maybe know BPM. it was. <laughs> no, friend, I didn't have a BPM in varsity. <laughs> but I know it was a group on our cell phones and someone dropped a message there that there's this bursary fund called Tutuka. And literally they they are funding or they fund uh black students, you know, uh black Indian and, and colored students um to become CAs. And it's also not like the conventional conventional sorry bursaries where you know you always have that clause, if you don't pass, you need to pay the bursary back. Which yeah, took, oh that's in, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yes, Tutuga yeah. the literally the well, this is what the person put on the group is that with Tutuga you need to just become a CA. That's it. It doesn't matter how that's long That's their main you. aim, yeah. That, it doesn't matter how long it takes you, they will be there. They will like and also they don't just throw money at you and they like good shot, go to varsity study and come back. They've got programs, you know, they're supporting you, they do this. And we were all like, oh my God, this thing sounds fantastic. We need this because mm-hmm. we haven't passed. Um, who do we talk to? And that's when we went and we saw Yelfin um, at, at Varsity. And it was a lot of us, eh? And we told them, everyone had their story, like why they yeah. didn't pass. And everyone had their story of why they would they would need it. And literally he is, I mean, that guy, everyone who knows him knows he's such a beautiful soul. So he was willing to listen yeah, to all our to, stories. Shout out to Tuga and all the kids <laughs> out there. I know a few people have gone through that program. Yay, so, friend. Yeah. That program, that pay, the program came through for a lot of us. I mean, he sat there, he listened to all our stories. He gave us a chance. And all he gave us was, he gave us application forms and you had to write a motivation. And... And within a couple of days, he was calling us. We had gotten the funding, and he and wow. and Tutuga literally paid for everything: um, accommodation, textbooks, studying. Uh, they gave us an allowance, you know. Even if, and 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 that kind of support was what I needed at the time. Uh, but also just going through honors now with a different perspective. Yoba, I need to focus, and all I need to do now mm-hmm. is to study and pass and. And for me, that's what I was doing. Um, the year was 2009. And, and I think I did quite well that year. 
when I did my CTA. And and I think it was coming from the experience, obviously, having learned that uh, playing around is not going to pay off. But then also just yeah. having that having that Tutuka support, you know, you didn't worry about anything else. If anything, they still organized like extra classes for us where we could get together as as group of students and, um, you know, go through past papers, tackle issues, have discussions, um, you know, group studying and all of that, which helped, which I wouldn't have had or I didn't have. <laughs> I didn't have uh, prior to that, so yeah, that and and that's how I went through varsity, and that's and that's how I f- I then finished in in two thousand nine. Okay, and um, you mentioned something about like always having like the support of friends and a community around you. How important was it to um, have the influence of your friends um, there at that time? I think I think with anything, um, sure when. A good support structure can help you get through anything. I think, you know, when when I was going through what I was going through at the time, um, I think I took solace in the fact that I wasn't the only one going through it. Um, it's always so difficult to 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 express yourself if you're going through a difficulty and people don't actually understand what it is you're going through. Yeah. You know? So so when when I had people, although obviously our journeys are not the same. Um, although our backgrounds are not the same at the point at that point in time, I had people I could go talk to. I had people I could go cry to. And, and it it happened that these people were at the time also going through the same thing. So I was, I was going through this and yes, I hadn't passed, but my friends were there and they also hadn't passed. Um, and, and we could then support each other and we had that bubble, you know, um, and, and, and I think it's, it's, it's again, that whole thing that we were then there for each other, although we didn't realize we were there for each other. Um, I think if I didn't have my friends, I wouldn't have expressed what I was going through and I would have bottled it in. Um, and I don't think that would have helped me, but also if I think because I then had my friends, we all could voice that we are struggling and we stuck. And that's when the help came because someone else was like, oh, you guys are mentioning that you're stuck and, and you're struggling. I know of this. And that's how we got help, you know. Um, and Isizulu, I think there's a saying where they say, and, and, and true oh, as home. You're going to have to translate for the rest of us. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so, so loosely translated is that if you don't, if you don't cry out, if you don't voice that you're in pain, then you will suffer, you know, with that pain. So and and it was that we I I had a good support structure and I had my friends. Therefore I could express myself. I could express my pain. Therefore I then got help. That's beautiful. Oh my word. I clearly need to learn more Zulu phrases because <laughs> that is that is that is beautiful. Okay, okay. So um okay so now you're done with varsity because you have to do your three-year undergrad and you then have to do your postgrad honors mm-hmm. um then, then then what happens that's all for now folks catch part two next week hey you made it to the end of the interview thanks so much for listening and hope you learned a thing or two Please make sure to subscribe, review, and leave a voice note for any lady who inspires you. Till next week, have an awesome one. Cheers.